Que pasó, que pasó, it's your boy, Manny Maldonado. This is another episode of Manny to the Max. And this show is kind of kind of different. We're, I'm actually on the road coming back. And my guest has been uh, deported. And he's not Latino. <laughs> he's actually uh, a great friend of mine. And we just finished performing tonight at the Levity Live in Oxnard. The one and only Ambed Ahmed is in the building. My dude, that was on my, on my own cheerleading squad. So yeah, so you heard right. He has two first names. That's it. <laughs> so this is this is a little. Uh, this is nice because um, Ahmed Ahmed and I have been great friends for a long time, and this is the first time we got to actually hang out. I actually ran into Ahmed Ahmed um, in May. He invited me to a screening of a of a movie that uh, his friend uh, who was you before that. Well, I'm no, I mean, but no, you invite, invited me to a screening in May of 2019. Steve Burns. Uh, Steve Burns, a uh, very funny comedian. film called The Opening Act that Vince Vaughn and Peter Billingsley produced. Um, up and coming, like, coming of age story about a guy who's just trying to be a comic and he gets an opportunity to open and host for a big comedian. It's like the journey of the weekend. It takes place in like three days. But it's a really good, feel-good movie, and that's I invited you to, uh, to that. But I met you before that, and we hung out in Montreal. Well, we've known each other for a lot of years, but that was the first time we hung out since 2018. We hung out at the Montreal Comedy Festival, and uh, Ahmed Ahmed is just we talked a lot of shit. We talked a lot of shit. Ahmed Ahmed <laughs> is uh, is is this what I would call an old school throwback comic, and just a genuinely good person. There's not that many. Uh, of them out there He's a rare breed And uh, I'm in a minute Just tell us What have you been up to man I know I know Like I said I, I know you just got back Into town And I was overseas But now I'm back But now you're leaving again So wh- what have you been up to man um, First of all Thank you for having me On your podcast <laughs> In my car Yeah man That's how we do it baby <laughs> I'm driving It's my gas uh, <laughs> That I pay for So fuck you only 25 bucks. It's all right. That's a lot of money now these for Latinos. ¿Qué pasó? ¿Qué pasó? I got to refill in fucking Van Nuys. Anyway. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Pacoima. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> no, man. Manny Maldonado uh, is hands down and I've seen I think too many comedians in my life and very few actually make me want to like Go sit in the room and watch them, and you're for sure one of them, man. Well, thank you, man. You're I appreciate such a fucking. I appreciate it. You actually put "Call Me Machine Gun Manny" tonight. That was that was nice high well, praise. You're you're honestly like, <laughs> you know, your your comedy is just so like committed and punctual. Like you show up on time on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, supposed to. God damn it, I'm no, there. No, but you're not. Like some comics get lazy. Like they'll tell a joke It doesn't work And they ponder they, they get in their head You just go right into the next bit But You know I would say You know Most of your stuff Predominantly is like Like murder material Well thank you man I appreciate it Any so, Yeah I know I look up to you man it's Well I man do it That's high praise Because you have to understand Listeners out there uh, Ahmed Ahmed has been doing comedy For a long time And it's a good long time Because I mean, I remember seeing you. Um, I even bought the DVD uh, of of you 
Vince Vaughn. Thanks so much. Uh, I, I, uh, Brett I, Ernst and all, all them cats. I never got the check. <laughs> no, no, residuals. Well, no I, but I, I bought it at the flea market, so don't trip, don't trip. I bought it at the flea market, so we're good. It was in a bargain, like, basement. But no, I bought the damn thing. But I remember you guys filmed it in Bakersfield, right? Well, the whole tour was filmed, um, it was across 30 cities around America. Mm-hmm. So, were you at the Bakersfield show? Or? No, no. I remember um, the. I remember it was filmed, uh, the DVD, it was filmed there. I, I do know no, that. Well, part of it was. Part of it was, right? Because yeah, yeah, I yeah. remember, you know, because I'm from NorCal, so I remember, you know, yeah. Buck Owens, the yep. exit off Buck Owens. Yeah. yeah. That's right. No, no, we did. We, uh, we visited his place. Um, it was filmed over 30 days across all the cities we went right. to. But Bakersfield made... The, the edit The, the edit Yeah they made, it made the cut So that was dope That was dope So that was a kind of cool thing And um, yeah man It was fun You know Sebastian Maniscalco So it was it was you uh, Brett Ernst And who else John Caparillo John Caparillo Okay White Yoko Like a couple special guests Keira O'Donnell Justin Long John Favreau um, And then we were just on this bus For fucking 30 days And it was Probably hands down one of the most beautiful, amazing, and exhausting experiences ever. See that bus that just went by? It was like that. We were living on that for thirty days. So check this out. I remember because I'm a big um, swingers fan, and I remember seeing you back in the days when I wasn't even doing comedy yet, watching you in that movie. uh, Two lines. Yeah, no, but it was a memorable (laughs) two lines. Because you had the long hair like some Rastafari. You know why? <laughs> so, yeah, tell, tell us about story? Yeah, tell us how you got cast in that movie and how you met Vince Vaughn and all that good stuff. Well, first of all, just to, like, reference the movie. Mm-hmm. Are you GPSing me? Because I don't know. No, no, we're so, we're so good. We're good. Okay. By the way, if you're listening, I'm driving. I've never done a podcast <laughs> in a car while we were moving. <laughs> so if something happens, I have evidence... <laughs> Witnesses. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, have been a big hand for Isabel Herman, who's sitting with us. Give her. Isabel Herman did a great job tonight on the show. So she's an up and coming comedian. We, you know what? We, we I should have introduced you. No, on. we're gonna plug you as is. <laughs> but look, it's all about I'm better man right now, but we will plug you in the goddamn no, show, so we're good. For the plug. I love it. No, you started peppering me with questions and I couldn't get to Isabel and I think that we should now. Okay, so look. Let's segue, one, we'll go back and forth. Let's one love on. for it one love for Isabel. Two loves, please. Two loves, Two loves. from Kansas, doing comedy, doing her thing out here in LA. So now, okay. Tell me the backstory how you got into the movie Swingers. And all that good stuff. And how you met Vince Vaughn and all that good stuff. I moved to Hollywood when I was 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, I signed up for an agency where like they cast extras. Okay. And they were like, hey, there's this after school special uh, with Peter Billingsley. Who, if you remember Peter Billingsley, he was Ralphie in A Christmas Story. And for the listeners out there, that's the, that's the boy that had... His uh, tongue stuck to the goddamn pole in that the movie. That is not Chris- him. That's not him. That is not him. That was another character. Peter was like the main blonde hair, blue eye, glasses. You know, red. That's him. He had his he had his tongue on the goddamn pole. No, that was his friend. Oh, that was his friend. I'm sorry. My bad, you guys. My bad, you guys. So. So okay. So okay. I've been corrected. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you I, met. I stand correct. Okay. So you correct. so you you were an extra, and then what happened after that? 
Peter Peter's career was kind of like, you know, he was like the Macaulay Culkin of our time. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a big star back then. He was a member of the show Real People. Hope yes. Um, Byron Allen. I do a, remember that. Yeah, and so he was, uh, remember uh, Hershey's Chocolate Syrup. Yeah, he was the poster boy for that, right? What was the, uh, God, what was his name? There was a Hershey's Chocolate Syrup, like, commercial that he was, like, really well-known for. Anyway, mm-hmm. he had a really great child career, and then he started to, like, go into producing and directing. Right. And while that decline was happening as an actor, and he was ascending as a producer-director, he took this, like, last gig, if you will. Mm-hmm. I think it was his last gig, to be honest. He did one more thing called, uh, fuck, I forgot the name. It was a low-budget low sci-fi movie. But for TV, it was an after-school special called The Fourth Man. Remember the after-school specials back in the day? I do. I do remember that stuff. Yeah. Come home at 3 o'clock. Bowl of cereal. You sit down. Yeah. Bobby, don't do drugs. Put on a, <laughs> put on a condom when you, you know what I mean? Was, right. There was that a message. They always had a positive message at the end of the at the end of the special. Right. This one was Vince's. So Peter's character was trying to impress this girl that he wanted to date, mm-hmm. played by Nicole Egger. Remember Nicole Egger? Of course, from Baywatch. Charles and Charles Baywatch. Char- Charles and Charles Baywatch. Uh huh. So so he so she she but she only dated jocks. Right. And he was like this computer nerd, so he like. He joined the track team to impress her, but he wasn't fast enough. So he took steroids mm. to like gain strength, gain strength, gain endurance, and, and all that good stuff. There was uh-huh. a moment where he kind of failed at it, whatever, whatever. And then Vince Vaughn's character was like, he was the star quarter. Vince Vaughn played the star quarterback. Okay. Uh, of this after-school special, and when he found out that Peter was going to take steroids, he was like, "I'm going to tell the coach." You know. Right. And it turned into this like message thing. I was an extra and I was one of the guys on the track team that like when I walked by Peter's character, I rolled my eyes and shrugged my shoulders. Okay. Like he takes steroids. Right. He's not cool. And so the message was that steroids weren't cool. Right. And I met Peter Billingsley and Vince Vaughn through that. In nineteen ninety. I'm sorry, 1989. Okay, 89, all right. And then that's where that relationship kind of sparked. I moved to Hollywood. I did the whole, you know, chase the dream, mm-hmm. wake tables. I sold women's shoes. I was a fucking health club, you know, salesman. Whatever it took. Whatever it took, right. I waited tables for a while. Waiting tables is kind of like what got me into it stand-up comedy like aggressively mm-hmm. because I was making a lot of money serving food to people and making them laugh right and I just figured why don't I just get the you know push the food out of the way and go right to the consumer and that's what stand-up comedy is really so You're like a funny waiter without food a funny waiter without food <laughs> so how did you get um, the call to do the movie Swingers, which was an independent film, and and then did they reach out to you? Did Favreau and funny you should ask? Yeah, it was really hot at the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, fuck man, 
Now, they they were trying to sell that movie for five years. For a minute, right? Yeah. Um, and nobody would make it. And at some point, they had a couple deals on the table. And, like, they were, like, they wanted big names like Brad Pitt and Christian Slater, like, back in the day. Right. To play Vince's character and John Favreau's character. And Favreau, and, you know, the good news... Here's why that movie fucking made sense. It never made money, but it was such a cult hit because they stuck to the truth. Yeah, almost like Tarantino. And, and I loved it because it was it was like it was like an hour and thirty minutes. So it was like boom in and out. You know what I mean? It wasn't two hours. It was like quick. Favreau was being influenced by many of people to take the script in different directions and blah blah blah. And he Vince, stuck to his guns. Well, Vince. I don't know, like, their business deal, but Vince was just, because he was so influential in the movie, um, you know, with the dialogue and the story, mm-hmm. like, if you watch the movie, it was kind of Vince's life already, and John Favreau, like, penned this really cool hour and a half segment of his experience, kind of through Vince's eyes right in the scene of Hollywood and Vegas and the scene and whatever and then the kind of B story was that you know he was in a relationship and they broke up and the girl was still trying up. to keep in contact and all right. that stuff yeah they met another girl at the derby and they started a thing and their gram and blah 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 right so my point is it's a great story like it's a great fucking story. because before before I seen Vince and Favreau before that movie I remember seeing them in Rudy So that's how And where they met That's where they met And they They they, they, they formed that friendship Okay Yeah Alright And then I just was Kind of like I'm the kind of I'm the kind of Like actor or Comedian mm-hmm. Who's like Just in the right place At the right time You know the guy Who hung out at the party Too long yeah, yeah, okay. Hey man, sleep on the couch. You yeah. Know? You're like, hey, you might as well hear you're here. You're here, you're here you're crash here. You've been right. here for fucking eight hours. Right? <laughs> you drank all the vodka. Just go to sleep. And so they were just like, hey, we'll just... They didn't even... John didn't even write, like, dialogue. I think the lines were... He was at the bar with Ron Livingston's character. Mm-hmm. I walk up, hey, Big Mike. He goes, hey, how you doing? And then it cuts to Vince Vaughn talking to a girl, like smoking a cigar, yeah, tearing up her number. Or mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was, yeah, yeah. And then it cuts back to me, you know, with the whole Jaws. Yep, yep. And then it cuts back to me, and I say, "Well, it's great seeing you, man. I gotta go. I'll, I'll catch you later." And I walk away. And Favreau looks at Ron Livingston and he goes, "Who was that?" <laughs> no, no, Livingston looks to Favreau and goes, who was that? Favreau goes, I don't know, man. <laughs> that was the scene. And my credit in the movie is Mystery Party Guy. Okay, so you're, you're known as Mystery Party Guy as Party when Mystery the credits Guy. roll up. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And then for our listeners out there, you, I remember um, you, you were actually, you've been in quite a few movies. I remember uh, the, the Zohan movie that you were in with Adam Sandler. That's a great story. Yeah. Um, tell, tell our listeners about that. So, 
there's a backstory to that. That's why. So John Favreau, who we were just talking about, mm-hmm. um, ended up executive producing and directing the first Marvel movie, Iron Man. Right. And again, positioning. I was just in the right place at the right time. Peter Billingsley, who I was just talking about, mm-hmm. was signed on as an executive producer. When they landed the gig, they were like, hey, you know, we're doing Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr.'s cast. The plot line is he's in a terrorist, you know, camp. He gets captured in the desert, blah, 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 blah. You know, we, we know you don't want to do these terrorist parts anymore. Uh, but, you know, we'll cover your face. You'll work for six weeks. You'll make, <laughs> you'll work, I swear to God. Yeah, it's good it's stuff. A real conversation. You'll make, you know, whatever. I can't remember what I made. 50, 50K. Mm-hmm. You'll get your SAG insurance, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's got you know, no reference to Islam or Arab or whatever. It's kind of a multicultural, international terrorist thing. Do it, and I was like, "You had me at Iron Man, bro." Like, <laughs> you had to say anything else? Just Iron Man, you done. Had, you had me at Robert Downey Jr. Right. And so it was. It was the coolest. Uh, well, I worked, you know, on a couple other action movies, like big budgets. It's fun when you work on a movie, man. That's like seventy million dollar budget, hundred million dollar budget kind of lose perspective you don't realize like there's so much money on the line and you're like this little strand in this muscle of you know excitement and just like because so many people are have their hands on deck two three hundred people involved nice so the question was before that was Zohan so how did you get on that with Adam Sandler? I, okay, this is great that you Iron gave Man. us that you so, gave us the breakdown of Iron Man, which is great. So but, that's so that's how I got on Iron Man. So that's how you got on Iron Man. So was Zohan after Iron Man? Yeah. I always thought yeah. that Zohan was before Iron Man for some so reason. Randy Hiller mm-hmm. uh, and Sarah Finn were casting Iron Man. Okay. They they you know Peter and John just kind of were like. Yo, this is our dude. We're just gonna put this guy. In, yeah, you know. it's our friend. You know who else was an Iron Man? You'll never, uh, you'll never guess. Who? Who played a terrorist? Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine. Wow, that I would have never guessed. Because I've seen Iron Man quite a few times. If you watch the movie carefully, mm-hmm. the scene where they go into the cave. To yeah. Because like, when he was Iron working Man, on the on the when he was working on the. Suit, on his suit, yeah. And he comes out and he fucks everybody up. Yeah. The first guy he fucking fucks up is Tom Morello. For really? <laughs> and, and like, he's, and <laughs> and that's a shameless plug because Rage Against the Machine is will be at Coachella this year, everybody. April tenth. April tenth. Six hundred dollars tickets. You know? Okay, so we we're gonna get it for two fifty. So we're gonna be there. Oh, I, that's our. That's an open invite. I'm going there. I'm climbing the fence. Bro. Okay. I'm, hey, it's not my first time I climbed the fence, so we'll be all right. <laughs> So, okay, I did not know that. That is so cool, man. 
Okay, so, so, so how then, did that lead so to... Then, so then we shot Iron Man, mm-hmm. and then like a month went by, and then Randy Hiller and Seraphim casting, you know, agents here, company, were casting Sandler's movies on it. Okay. So I got called in to read, and I didn't get the part. And then I went back to read for another... Again Again for a different part And well I went back to read again for a different part And then like the same part like seven times mm-hmm. I just couldn't land Like I just It just wasn't one in the works And I'll never forget it man I was in uh, I said thanks for you know trying whatever Tell Adam <laughs> I appreciate it blah, blah, blah. I was in Las Vegas with Vince Vaughn Hanging out I don't know what hotel we were at He was on the phone Brokering a deal for the breakup. Okay. The movie that he produced. With, yeah. Uh huh. Actually, didn't broker it. He just got news that they sold it. And I don't remember what the money, what, how much they sold it for, but it was exciting, you know, conversation. Good news. Great news, yeah. yeah. For him. Then I get a phone call and they're like, hey, we have a call back. <laughs> You're like, you hear this fucking This multi-million dollar deal going down yeah. like, Hey man you get a callback Alright nice Bro not even a callback You want to hear how funny this is <laughs> <laughs> That's funny Not even a callback She called me up and she goes Hey We cast the film We're so sorry We <laughs> we couldn't use you right, But we're doing a table read <laughs> Would you like to come down? <laughs> Son of Can a you, bitch. No, that's fine. I was like, you know, I'm a team player. Yeah, you're like, I'm good. Read. Can you, can you, um, you know, come to the table read and, you know, really appreciate it, blah, blah, blah. Like, you'll be paid for it. Okay. Catered. Everybody will be there. Uh, and I was just like, and I'll, I'm not going to lie, bro. Yeah. We're performers. We're yeah, artists. you're like, okay. I, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, My first instinct, my first, was like, Fuck that shit. <laughs> You're I like, I ain't fu- No, my ego, my ego. You let your ego get in the way a little bit. Okay, yeah, okay. Like, I, I mean, fuck, I drove across town seven <laughs> times. I do What the fuck? You know, they want me to fucking eat pasta at a table read? I was like, <laughs> I show up at the table read, and I go, you know what? I said, my, my second instinct was like, you know what? Just say, yeah, man. What, what's it going to hurt you? Right. Just swallow it. I said, sure, I'll be there. And I showed up. There's like a hundred people there. Mm-hmm. All the people that got cast in the movie, Rob Schneider, the director, everybody from Fox, Sony, Catered Food, Sandler, John Tarturo, you know, everybody that was in the movie was there. Mm-hmm. Big, gigantic table. Read. Everybody had a script with their name and a bottle of water, and a pad and a note. Pencil, all that good stuff. Right, and then my script was like, "It's all mad." <laughs> and then I read my thing. Like, everything that I was reading was like, you know, man on the street. Yeah. Guy at the bus stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No drive, doubt. Drive through, you know, uh, cashier at the fucking burger place. Right? right. So we're doing the table read, and it gets to me, and I say my one line. Happens. Come around the corner, I do another line, nothing happens. Third time around, there's a scene in the movie where Rob Schneider and the crew pull up in a like a burger, like a 
burger drive-through. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're like, hello, can we take you on an order? And they're like, <laughs> it's like, yes, can I get uh, two double cheeseburgers, <laughs> two fries, two diet cocks? And she goes, okay, let me repeat your order. If you want two cheeseburgers, two double fries, two diet cocks, and then to America. Yeah. That was in the script. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, like, yell it. I just threw it away. Like, literally threw it away. And, bro, the whole fucking room lit up. They were laughing, clapping. And then Sandler and, like, uh, Dugan and some of the people, like, that were sitting next to him looked down. I was sitting at the very end of the table, like, 40 deep. Maybe, you know, not 40, probably 20 deep. And they kind of looked at me and gave me the thumbs up. Like, that was a funny line. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> nice. Not I know, but like, yeah, 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 you know, thanks. Like, book me. You hook me up already, yeah. yeah. G- give, me, give me the gig. <laughs> what what the I, fuck, I'm here. What other hoop do I need to jump through? <laughs> right, to get, to get the spot. And then I walked up afterwards to Sandler and I said, hey, man, thank you so much for... For hearing me out. For having the opportunity. Me, no, yeah. for having me at this table read and best of luck in the film. And he goes... Yeah, yeah, man. I'll see you on set. <laughs> oh, nice. And that's how I got the gig. Oh, that's awesome, man. I and love like, it. You know what's so funny? I got the gig, the part that I originally auditioned for. Nice. So I, so I ended up coming back. I jumped through seven hoops. And just knocked it out right there. Well, I didn't knock. I mean, yeah, it was just like a progression of like tenacity. That's great, like, man. not giving up. That's good. That's awesome. I guess. I don't know. So we're... Okay, now... Let's I, talk about Isabel. She's in the back. <laughs> she's, no, we're good. She's on her phone. No, so check this out. So... Well, let's, 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 let's transgress for a second. Hold on. I've got a, a funny story. Oh, here we go. All right, Isabel. What you got, Kansas? Come on, girl. Adam Sandler. Here we go. Chris Farley. Uh-huh. And David Spade. Um, we're all magazine cutouts and posters in my middle school... High school my middle school and high school locker. Oh, wow. And I got to meet uh, both Adam Sandler and David Spade on separate occasions. But when I told Spade this, I was like, no shit. And like, I pulled out like a little picture of like, it was like saved from one of my best friends from back then. And I was like, that's my locker. I and never knew in. that Spade would ever make anybody's locker, but this and, is nice. And I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I zoomed in and I was like, I was like, see, that's you because I have I I like I love Tommy Boy. It's one of my favorite. Okay, ever, Tommy Boy. Okay, that's right? cool. That's what's up. Yeah. He gets he gets Adam Sandler on the He's phone. Very funny. On like the phone. Him. I liked it. And mm-hmm. start like starts FaceTiming Sandy on the phone, and he goes, "Yo, Sandy, you wouldn't you wouldn't believe this. This girl had posters of me in her locker." And I was like, "Well, I mean, it's in there too, but <laughs> this, this is at the the comedy store," and he was like. I know this is a role reversal for you, probably, but let's take a picture. And I was like, oh my God, yes, absolutely. I would love that. Wow. That was kind of cool. That is, that is. Like, that's the only thing I can tribute. No, that's awesome. I mean, I mean, I think that's. These guys were my, like, crushes. Like, like, I have a a tattoo on my arm, like a Tommy Boy tattoo on my arm, because, like, I had, I had that, like, cardboard, or that uh, magazine cutout of Farley dressed as a Chippendale. Okay. And all my friends would make fun of me. They'd be like, why do you have the fat man? 
why is the fat man in your locker? And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't know at the time, like, that I, I couldn't separate. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm just in awe right now because uh, a Chris Farley, yes. But Dave Spade, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> even Dave Spade's like, that's why he was so damn surprised. Like, like, well, I got a fan. I got a fan, everybody. I got a legit fan. Is it With, killing you? Is Comedy Central? I, I, I think so, yeah. And, and hey, props to Dave Spade. Dave Spade. I think he's funny. I've always, been I've always thought he was funny. He's very dry, very, uh, I think, I want to say he's from I Arizona. Sarcasm. I think he's from Arizona through and through. Do you ever, do you ever watch his uh, Instagram stories? No, I don't follow him. He's real, he's real shitty. Oh, yeah? Okay. <laughs> no, in a good way, like shitty, but like sarcastic. But No, like, I, don't, I don't follow him. He also has a thing where he'll walk. Like he'll take his Like he'll go for a walk On the sidewalk And if he sees a Dry Yeah dry <laughs> Crunchy leaf mm-hmm. He'll step on it And he has to Like kill it And crunch it Yeah Okay You do that with your locker door. I do that with locker door. It She goes in She goes into a She goes into her health Her the Fitness center She works out at Okay Women's locker room Or whatever If she sees Like doors that are open She aggressively Shuts them all right. All right. Welcome to Manny Maldonado's <laughs> podcast. Manny to the max. We're sold over the fucking place. This is what happens when you're on the fucking 101 doing a fucking podcast on the way back from doing Levity Live. Oh, this is the first car <laughs> podcast I've ever done. So look, check this out. So and I'm driving, motherfucker. I know it's like, different. Comedians like ride together to like gigs. Right or not? We're super eco friendly. Right no, no. Not. So check this yeah, out. Yeah. So Ahmed, Ahmed, can you tell us? Uh, oh, back to me. Yes, it is back to you. <laughs> Because I don't know if I can handle another David Spade fucking locker story. It's a little too much for me. <laughs> so, but I like it. But it's okay. Si se puede. Isabel, we'll come back to you. We'll come back to you, Isabel. No, I'm back in the vaccine. <laughs> no, we're good. So let me ask you this. So I know you got some IE roots. That your family lives in the IE, yeah. though, right? Yeah. Tell everybody about that. Did you grow up in the IE? Did you Did you go to high school out there? Um, no. So, well, yeah. So my dad. So I was born. I'm Egyptian. My dad. My parents. Are from a little town called Helwan, right outside of Cairo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, my dad got his immigration papers the day I was born, actually. And, okay. Yeah, and he was he like came in the hospital. We were hey, we're going to America. It was like a Lion King. Okay. Lion King moment, and we moved to America, and then I, um, you know, you you know the IE. I.E. I by do. the way stands for Inland Empire. Yeah, I do. Inland Empire, it, and it's, it is the San biggest... Bernardino, Rubido, San Bernardino, San Bernardino County, which is the biggest county in America, side. for those that don't know. It's cool. Yeah, it was a little, like... It wasn't, like, too ghetto, mm-hmm. because it actually had, like, a really... It's interesting. The railroad, literally, they were saying, you know, you're on the other side of the tracks. You know, those... The right. That. Literally, our, our city had tracks that divided... The ghetto part and the other part. So, so you went to high school out there and everything. I went to John W. North High School. I grew up in a pretty normal, you know, upbringing. In my house, in my household was a very strict Muslim upbringing. We used to get death threats. I remember back in the remember the Iran Contra back in the eighties. The Oliver North days. Yeah, people would uh, throw uh, nails under my parents' car. Oh, wow. Toilet paper in the house. And literally call them. It's like right out of a movie, bro. You're sitting at, you know, having dinner, real quiet dinner. Bring, bring. Hello? Go back to your country. 
goddamn fucking Iranians, whatever. And I'm like, I, I would always be on the other line. I'm like, we're from Egypt, nigga. So, okay. Yeah, we're not. Why don't you get your? If you're gonna get racist, yeah, you do your do the proper, uh, do the proper disrespect, I guess, towards you. Well, just do your research, right? But they just kind of included anybody from the Middle East in that, you know. And then I went to high school there. Los Angeles, going back to the Vince Vaughn story, like mm-hmm. beating him and Peter and that kind of thing. And All that good stuff. And now you've been a comedy veteran for how long now? Almost three decades. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So now, now that you you're a veteran and you've seen, I mean, you've you've been there, done that with all the. When it comes to stand up wise, I know you ventured out to Malaysia. Tell us about that experience. What was that like? Well, I got this job offer to work for an events company out there. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of wanted to change. And uh, it was great. I got to tour all over, you know, Vietnam and Singapore, Philippines, Thailand, Thailand, um, Jakarta, you know, Asia. It's too big continent like I barely scratched the surface and so I, I need to go back and support it but it's really beautiful and you know I had fun there the comedy scenes and it's infant stages still so that's not like if you're a big star you'll sell thousands of tickets but if a guy like you or me went mm-hmm. 150 <laughs> I'm just being honest. In a 200-seat venue, guys. That's pretty good. So, yeah. look. So. No, it's, uh, <laughs> because mostly in Asia, you don't get locals that come out to shows. You get expats. Okay. And it's mostly in pubs. And because the comedy scene is such a new thing there, it's an infernal kind of stages. You right. Just, the draw is not there yet. But it will get there because I've seen it and I experienced it. So, it'll get there. Okay, so now you're back here. So now you're back in the states. So what? What does Ahmed want? Ahmed Ahmed want to do in 2020? Like, what is? I'm not gonna say goals because that's so New Year's ish. So I want to say what? What do you want to do? What? What are your plans to do this year? I guess it's for 2020. Um. Well, you know, that's a loaded question. I'm kind of. Because you're still traveling all over, like you're gonna be. I know you're gonna be performing this weekend yeah, I gotta in keep DC. The lights on. Yeah, I gotta keep the lights on, so I got a tour. Like, that's, yeah, that's a no-brainer. Right. But as far as like bigger picture shit, yeah. As far as like bigger picture things, I'm, you know, just in my head, like, and you know, on paper, have a bunch of things uh, that I want to produce, mostly film and television. Nice. Um, my own comedy special, however uh-huh. I do it. Uh, you know, a book. <laughs> you want to get your book on? Yeah, because I think you got to write a book when you're 50. Like you, you, you <laughs> but you're not there yet. You're, you're, you got, well, now, for those, months. in six months, he, he was going to turn a nice 5-0. No, but if I release the book when I'm 50, that's mm-hmm. good, like, timing-wise. That's good for branding. Right. You know? I hear you. I hear you. You know, you know, 50th, like, you know, 
I'll, I think I'll call my book. I release it at 15. I'll call it, I'll call it Staying Alive. Uh, nice, man. Uh, nice. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. So tell everybody where they can find you on social media again. What you should ask, Manny. Uh... <laughs> 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 Funny you should have <laughs> I love it Yo everybody out there You can catch me uh, I have a website It's abedamed.com A-H-M-E-D Not A-D-E D and E like Edward D At Ahmed Comedy on Twitter Instagram You can find me on Facebook um, Isabel Isabel where can they find you? Okay. That's it? Good talk. Isabel Herman. Isabel Herman. You guys heard it first. You can find me and, everywhere. And I know you're going to be um, out at the Arlington Draft House. Um, the Janu- what is, what is this post? It's going to post t- tonight, uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, okay. Uh, you yeah, gonna- all right. We'll plug that. Yeah, we're gonna, let's, let's plug where you're going to be at in D.C. I'll be at the Arlington Draft House. It's a, it's, it's a movie theater. You've done it. Yes, I have. I did it with Paul like, Rodriguez in 2017. Yeah, slash comedy club. So it's like, like they serve they serve food there too. Right? So January um, 17th through the 19th. It's just 17th, 18th. Um, two sh- two nights. Two nights, two shows. Arlington Draft House. It's 20 minutes outside of DC. If you're in the DC area, how many how many people uh, track your? How many people are listening? We don't know yet. I'm still. This is still. We're still in the begin. This is only like what? my 13th or 14th show. So I'm still. Uh, in the beginning stages of my podcast. About how many? About I just don't want to waste my breath. About how many? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, about a good forty-eight. I don't know. Okay, so forty-eight people who are listening. Can you tell or tweet? I think. Text? All right, whoever's listening, even if it's just one of you. All right, motherfuckers, tell your friends. I'll be at the Arlington Draft House. Virginia this weekend. So now Ahmed you heard Ahmed. it. Listen, I had a great time. Thank you, Manny. For we just did. Me. Hey, listen. Hey, by the way, thank you for having me in my car with, for your podcast. <laughs> this is how we do it. I'm ghetto fabulous. <laughs> you have heard Manny to the max. Get us up, soul. Until the next episode. One love. One more time for my guest. I'm Ed Ahmed thank you, and Isabel Herman. Herman. Yeah. All right. Thank One you. love. Si se puede. Peace. Peace.